Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth. Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast continues to gain recognition as a great resource for uh, business and entrepreneurs, uh, people in all different uh, areas of business, and uh, including small business owners, sales professionals, business leaders, and the like. Uh, and um, we enjoy inclusion on lists of the best podcasts to listen to, like the best sales podcasts, best business podcasts. This is really because of the guests. These are folks who have expertise in particular areas of business, and they join me to share that expertise with all of you so that you can get the information you need, the answers you need, tips, suggestions, ideas. But you can take them back into your business and do great things. Uh, today is no different. My guest today is Kevin Lawrence. CEOs typically place their first call to Coach Kevin with a crisis to solve. They stay because of his business acumen and no-holds-barred, tell-it-like-it-is style. Kevin's career spans 20 years, over a dozen countries, and four continents. He's worked with hundreds of CEOs and executives, helping them to break through business challenges, grow their companies, and find personal success along the way. These experiences inspired Kevin's book, Your Oxygen Mask First, in which he reveals the 17 habits every leader must know to transcend the perils of success and achieve even more. Thanks so much for joining me today, Kevin. Thank you very much. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm looking forward to it. Well, I'm looking forward to it as well, and I want to dive right in. I am really curious why you decided to write your oxygen mask first. Well, yeah, you know, it's a great question. And, you know, I've been spending at that point probably 20 years of my career working 
all around the world with successful executives and CEOs, helping them to scale their businesses. And along the way, I just saw the carnage. I just saw how many people got burnt out to the point where the stress, you know, really, really hurt them. And I had had learned, which turns out to be the 17 habits in the book, that I kept having these 17 conversations again and again and again. And we had to cut through all this conventional wisdom and basically bad advice to find the things that actually would help these people when they were messed up. And so they could get back and get strong again and then scale themselves or their business to the next level. So it was just sort of, I was grateful for all my insights working with amazing leaders around the world and frustrated with the bad advice they were getting in other places and basically my, my quest to find better solutions or better answers. That's really great. And I, and I believe that um, so many business owners out there are grateful that you chose to take all of that information that you gathered and turn it into a book so that you could reach you know, a broader audience and, and get more information out there. Um, so thank you uh, on yeah. behalf of, of myself and all of them. Um, so I, I'm curious what you learned. I mean, I, I know you learned a lot and you, and you put it in the book, but what would you say are the top three strategies for long-term A-player CEOs? Yeah, well, the first thing is, is, is embedded in the title of the book, which is your oxygen mask first, which is dedicating enough time and best energy, not the scraps of your energy, but your best energy to your own well-being. And we break it down in the book into what we call your body, mind, and spirit. Like, yes, I know that's very basic, but everything's <laughs> When people get busy and highly committed CEOs, you know, when, when the pressure comes on, unfortunately, they tend to self-sacrifice and then it works for a while and then it bites them in the rear end really, really hard and they get a rude awakening. So the number one is you've got to take care of your body, mind, and spirit. And if you don't take care of all three, you're putting yourself at risk and sooner or later you'll run out of energy or, or deplete. That is the number one. It's the thing that makes you better. It's the thing that when things get weird, we usually get people back to their basic, what I call resilience rituals the things that make them resilient. Um, that's, that's, that's absolutely number one for sure. Um, number two, uh, another chapter in a book is called Make Yourself Useless, is having a team that's incredibly strong. And unfortunately, what we found is, is most leaders want to do amazing things with mediocre teams. And, and this is a, a massive learning for me. And I, 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 I equate it to professional sports. So let's say we're taking professional sports like football. You know, if you want to be an NFL team or even a great college team, you can't take an average of the players out there. And unfortunately, most HR practice and HR theory is to have some really high performers, some mid-range people, and a few weak people is okay. Well, that's not the strategy they use in pro sports. So why would we use it in pro business? If you want to be a recreational business and have a nice little lifestyle business, you might get away with it. But if you're up to serious things, like our clients, I just came back from India yesterday. You had a client there that, that they're wanting to seriously, seriously change and impact the world. You can't do that with a, with a mediocre team, yet people try to all the time. And now what does that do? That it impacts the growth of the company, obviously, but it puts more stress on the CEO and senior leaders because you're trying to do amazing with an unamazing resource. And that's a big shift for a lot of people. Um, and then the third is around mental health is that just 
when it happens, because it always happens to everybody where we go through a bad period and just takes a couple of serious events to knock us. But when it happens, understanding it and knowing how to get back to a strong mental place. Um, it's the secret of the boardroom, deep secret of the boardroom. No one wants to talk about it yet. Everyone's affected by it. So you need to understand it and know what you do when it gets weird, as I like to call it. So those would be my three resilience rituals to stay strong and make sure you keep growing and can't handle the growth of business. Make yourself useless, a team that's outstanding, which most people do not have and they wonder why it's so hard and not fun. And then, and then thirdly, uh, be prepared for when your brain freaks out and things get weird inside your head. Okay. These are so great. And, and I, I, I actually want to go to the middle one because I found it fascinating when you said so many companies are settling for mediocre players, which is not something uh, a sports team that wanted to win would do. They're always looking for the best players. Yes. Wow. Okay. And players who can work together toward a common goal. Yeah, that's the, that's the coach of the leader's responsibility, players that can work together. And then if they can't, the coach, if the coach doesn't, you know, does the right things and the team doesn't come together, the coach doesn't let that person play or gets them off the team. Right. But we don't have that degree of discipline and business, but yet we accept, expect, expect, expect exceptional things, which is really quite silly. Yeah, right. So strange. Yes. What? Okay. So if someone's listening to this and thinking, okay, well, intellectually, that, that makes a lot of sense. Can you give us some like insights into, okay, so resilience, taking care of your body, mind, spirit, you know, taking care of yourself first. What would that look like? Well, it's different for every person. It's like we have our own recipe. And, and one of the things we teach people to do in the book, and the book breaks down the concepts, but then gives you exercises and questions to have you contemplate and find your own answer because it's different for everyone. So generally for the body, and we break down into it's, it's the one or two things you need to do in each of those categories, either daily, weekly, or monthly. It just kind of depends. But I'll share with you mine. It'll give you a sense. Right. Um, mine is working out in the morning about 6 a.m. three times a week, ideally with a trainer because that makes it easier and better for me. And then just getting out in nature and going for a walk, you know, two or three times a week um, as a basic for my body. And I, and I break it down in my case, you know, for where I'm at, it's kind of three stages, uh, cardio weights and stretching. And as I'm kind of, you know, late forties now, the stretching is becoming more important. Uh, also, cause I sit in airplanes a lot and in boardroom tables. So my, you know, it, it, <laughs> my posture, so that, that, that's a basic. And then, you know, eating what I call clean. Um, traveling on the road, you know, and, and I enjoy food. So it's, that's a little harder one and I have to keep working on that. So that's the basic for my body. For my mind, it's writing and my to-do list. Me, for me, it's writing in a book, clarifies my mind, settles my mind. You know, it's it's beautiful thing for me to do. Um, some people would meditate or yoga, depending on what it is, but that's my thing. And then updating my to-do list, you know, we're all very, very busy but keeping on top of what's important for myself, for my life and my work, those three categories. Uh, if I update my to-do list on a Sunday night or Monday morning, and then do a quick version of my top five, six things I have to do every day, I'm always have a way better week. I call it being ahead of your week. And then on spirit, 
Uh, I love nature and I love motorsports. So some sort of adventure with friends that either involves being out in nature, whether it's at the lake or in the trees, in the forest, on a hike or whatever it happens to be. And then things to do with motor racing motorcycles and racing cars. And yes, I know it's not very environmentally friendly, but I love it. And, <laughs> and, and I have a great time with this community of people that I know in motorsports and I get to blow off steam um, in, in a way that's legal and doesn't get in, us in trouble with the police. So, um, you know, th those, those are the things that do it for me. And when I don't do those things, I, I, I lose my spark and lose my energy. And that's the idea of resilience rituals is figuring out those, those basics and people might be doing them now, but they need to codify them and, 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 and be clear on them. So they know it's a very dangerous thing to compromise on. Okay. And are these the kinds of things that, so this sounds to me like people have to find the things that fill them up yeah. and then, as you say, codify them, figure out how to make sure that they are keeping them in their routine, so to speak, so that they're not sacrificing because it's so easy to let those things go. Correct. And, yeah. and again, the idea is, is that for your body, it energizes your body and kind of gets it energetic and strong. For your mind, it calms it and focuses it. And for your spirit, it just lights you up inside and makes you sparkly inside. Right? That's, that's the basics of it. And you got, that's the root of everything. None of this is rocket science, yeah. but people let it slip and then it hurts. <laughs> like they right. let this slip, then they fall. And, and, and it's, there is a direct correlation with these things and sustained performance. Got it. Okay. And what would you say is the business, biggest mistake you see a player CEOs making? Uh, you've already Not covered it off. Is that they, 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 they start to compromise on these things when the pressure comes yeah. on. They, they, cause they it, it, the truth is we've all self-sacrificed and it works. You know, I, I just flew to India. Like I went on, uh, I don't even know what day I went, but I went on one, one day I landed at 5 AM, got there, got settled in, had time for a workout, um, had lunch with one of my clients, did a talk to a bunch of CEOs in India uh, that night got up in the morning, all day meeting, and then a dinner with the executive team, all day meeting, and then a, a, a dinner with the directors, all day meeting, and then a dinner with uh, the directors and their families and wives and kids. And because we were like family there, it was awesome. And then, you know, get up at 3am, catch a 6am flight, fly back to Vancouver, land, you know, grab a shower, go and spend the day with my kids and the night with my kids and hang out with them boom, get up in the morning and, you know, I've already had a couple of meetings and here I am with you. So, you know, it's, it's, um, and it works until it doesn't and it smacks you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and so I didn't get my workout in this morning and, right. and I've got to find a time to get some activity in today and, and stay ahead of it. But it's easy in that situation to not get my workout in this morning and not do what I need to do but yet that catches up with you. Okay. And, and so then what does it do to you? You, you said something before about, um, you know, being more uh, clear and productive and, and being able to, to think and I think problem solve. But when people don't do these things, 
either they skip them or just on a regular basis they're just not getting to them. What mm-hmm. have you seen is the impact on their business? Well, initially nothing, and that's why they do it. Oh. You can get away with it for a while, but you're just slowly depleting yourself. And you basically become a little bit fragile or susceptible. It's almost like you're gradually wearing down your immune system and then you're susceptible to getting sick. So the same thing happens is that you, you're wearing down your immune system and then some, some executives start to slow down. Um, there's a whole model we teach around mental health where you go from being green, yellow, orange, and red. And after red, you're dead. Like it's serious stuff. And people, you, people will start to trend towards orange, yellow and orange. You know, like it's like they, because they're, they're just, they're, they're depleting themselves and it starts to grind on them mentally. Unfortunately, they don't notice it. And usually what happens is there will be something serious that happens that hits them hard. And then it just throws them into the mental ditch. And then, and, and, okay. So let's now flip around to mental health. Yeah. Right. Cause that feels like. these things play together very nicely or very badly. Okay. So. And before you do that, I want to make the point though, even when you wear yourself down, it doesn't always affect your mental health. That, that could take a long time. Eventually it probably will or nor often, often does not always often, but you will get slower. You'll have less energy. You might not have the same focus. You just start to fade in your performance because you don't have enough of your same crisp focused energy. That's all. So that's, but it's a slow burn and it, and it, and it often isn't immediately noticeable. And, and essentially in simple terms, you start to get worn out or, 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 or burnt out. Um, but then, but then there's the, then, then the mental health issues are a sort of a secondary layer of that. Okay, and this feels like you're talking about this, and I feel like um, this is like then all of a sudden you have a stroke that you didn't see coming, right? Or or you have a heart attack that you didn't – I just heard a story today. I can't remember who it was. 44 years old, died of a heart attack. Right. That's awfully young to suddenly just – that's it. You got it. Wow. And you don't see that coming. I mean, you should, but you don't. You don't because you're so, like you've been your entire career, you're focused and obsessed with if I just hammer through this and and put my energy into it, it'll be okay, which it has. Until the one time it's not. And you're like, whoa. And then people get freaked out. It's like the straw that broke the camel's back. And people are terrified. They're embarrassed. And either the the brain stops functioning, they have a physical health issue, or their doctor or their lawyer or their spouse or their accountant or the government gives them a shake and says, Hey, you need, you need to make some changes here. Like something, they get a karmic kick in the butt. Yeah. Yeah. If they're lucky. Right. Uh, uh, correct. If it, although usually look at, there's always early, almost always early signs, but we're, we're in the business of pushing through obstacles. So it's like our greatest strength becomes a big liability. Our stubborn right. our determination becomes a liability. Right, right. I, that I see completely because mm-hmm. we almost think we're invincible. Well, because we have and been. We right, exactly. Right, right. And then that's why it really shakes people when that happens. Yeah, yeah. So interesting. 
Okay, mm-hmm. I, I got to take a quick sponsor break, and then sure. um, I want to continue the conversation. Uh, Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. And if you sign up at our link, which is audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, you get one free audiobook and a one-month trial of the service. Some examples of books you can listen to on audible.com are Your Oxygen Mask First by our guest Kevin Lawrence and Breathe to Succeed by Sandy Abrams. So visit audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, explore the books that are of interest to you, and receive one free audiobook when you sign up for the trial. As I mentioned, today we are speaking with Kevin Lawrence about the 17 habits every leader must know. So, uh, well, how do I want to ask this question? It's sort of two ways. It's sort of a a two-way question. So initially I was going to ask you how it is that some leaders like handle stress and strain of growth and others can't. But my second part of that question is, is that really the case? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the part of this that the hard part is, is that, you know, I've been fortunate the last 20 years working in, you know, Europe, Middle East, India, Australia, obviously the U.S. and Canada, And I get to see the behind the scenes with the CEOs and senior execs I work with. And you might think the guy or gal next next to you is really good at handling the stress. Uh, That's called marketing and packaging and positioning because all of us can only handle so much. And all of us, I've seen the strongest get taken down by certain life events or work events. And there's, there's assessments that you can do around stress in certain events that literally will drop you onto your rear end like you were in a, in a boxing ring with Mike Tyson. Like, you know, one or two punches from Mike Tyson, almost all of us are out, right? If not in the hospital or dead. Um, yeah. And the same is true with stress. Now, we have, we have different, different thresholds and tolerances, and, and the root of the principles in the book is to help build your ability to handle higher degrees of stress and produce higher degrees of performance. That is, that is the, those two axes that we're working with in, in everything that we work with. To be able to handle more stress and produce higher output. Um, so that's, there's a lot of tools and I mean, your team has a big impact on that. Letting stress and issues build up has an impact on it. There's lots of other habits in the book that help that. But all of us, and I'll, I'll show you, you know, I've had a CEO that I work with, this spectacular CEO, you know, the business, they built a, a business over $200 million in revenue, which is a pretty decent business. Sure. And, you know, six months ago, they were on a long international flight. They started having a panic attack and they were trying to figure out how to get out of that metal tube at 35,000 feet. They were literally oh. trying to figure out how to get out of the plane. Okay. Yeah. And this is a highly intelligent, highly successful person. I regularly see people that, you know, their brain goes to mush and they actually get stupid. Like they'll go from a nine out of 10 on an intelligence scale down to six. The brain gets mushy and it freaks them out. Uh, I see people who just, you know, don't want to see the light of day. And these are strong, tough, effective CEOs. 
but you get enough of the right circumstances and it, 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 it drops you in ways that freaks them out. But the, here's the thing. So one of my clients, one, they sold their business for a massive amount of money, essentially about a billion dollars. Uh, and then they were getting one of those entrepreneur of the year awards in the U S and they're on stage in their tux, getting their award, giving their you know, acceptance speech and thanking their family and all these wonderful things. Well, six months before, this person was completely mentally destroyed, actually got, got dumb, like literally down to about a six out of 10 intelligence to where they couldn't think straight on important things. And there was reasons for it. You know what, they had, they had a physical injury that affected their sleep. They had a new baby that affected the whole house's sleep. And then when you sell your business for a big amount of cash, uh, it's a pretty stressful event and there's lots of you know, consultants and due diligence. So an amazing guy. But do you think he told people about the truth of where he was mentally at that point in time or six months before when he, when he, when he accepted the award? Uh, no, no. <laughs> that's not good for business. That's not good for his personal brand. That's not good for the engagement and, and, and confidence of his team. But that's the hardest part about this. It's normal. It happens to everybody. But nobody wants to talk about it. So we, can all, we all have thresholds of stress we can handle. And some of us set ourselves up to win more, which the book is about. But you get a couple of serious events like, you know, a physical health issue and, you know, not being able to sleep properly, a death in the family. Sometimes a major win will throw. I, I know another entrepreneur who sold his business for $100 million probably a decade ago. And it sent him in about five-year five year tailspin. I mean, he was traveling the world trying to find himself because... It really, that big success actually messed him up. So here's the deal. We just all have stuff that throws us. So some people naturally are wired to handle stress better than others. But for those of us that are pretty good with stress, there's still limits and we will still get brought to our knees by certain events, no matter what. And that sounds to me like one of the biggest lessons that people need to hear because owning that, I would imagine, you know, being able to accept that belief is, brings the temperature down and, and could possibly keep a lot of people from having a, a yep. tremendously big impact, right, from, from when things go off kilter. Correct. And that's why my mission, my, my core business is scaling companies, but that's actually the easier part than some of this stuff. But yeah. <laughs> my mission is to help people get that it's normal. So when they get their turn, I, I first cooked myself at 24. I'm very familiar with this stuff and I've done it. I, I burn myself out every, myself out every couple of years, but because I understand it, I get it. I can recover really fast now. But, but for people to get that as normal, so when it's their turn, they just get the right help. They do the right things. Yeah. They get back to their resilience. They, they understand the root cause because it's, it's, it's not rocket science. It's always understandable and predictable. They understand the root causes and they go fix the right things and, and don't waste their time on stuff that makes it worse. Okay. So I find that fascinating. So, so what do you see people doing? Because that sounds to me like people focus on the symptom not the disease, yeah. so to speak, yeah. right? So, so what would that look like if, if someone's listening to this and 
you know, they're focusing on the wrong things. Like what? Yeah, well, it, it, obviously the answer is it depends, but not yeah. focusing on the core issue. And if everyone is different, and that's why the 17 habits is that we dig into what is the core issue. Like sometimes it is sleep or resilience rituals and that's it. Um, sometimes they've got a buildup, which I call toads. It's a whole metaphor about licking your toads, but dealing with these little non-strategic low value issues that can accumulate in your mind like junk does in the house of a hoarder. So if your mind turns into what, if your mind internally becomes what a hoarder's house looks like, um, that alone will take you out. So we got to dig in and figure out what it is. So sometimes it's pent up issues. Um, uh, sometimes it is the team. So a prime example, a call I was on this morning, there's a company I work with, great company, and they've got someone in a very key role. I want to keep it generic for confidentiality that is really affecting the company in lots of different things. Now, if, it, if the person in that role is not the right person for the role, working with them and digging in deeper is trying to fix the symptom. It's not getting to the core. When you often need to replace people and when you, if you, when you realize they can't do the job, you got to make the call. And contrary to popular belief, founder CEOs in particular are horrible usually at making the people calls. Like yeah. the coach takes the player off the field if they can't, if they can't perform today, the coach takes the player off the field. <clears throat> CEOs don't take the players off the field. They try to, try to work with them. And that is one of the key things that I am relentless about with all the companies I work with. Is you got to pull them. You got to pull them off the field if they can't perform. Right. But founder CEOs, right. and I understand it because I'm a loyalty-based person. But founder CEOs often have an extreme loyalty. Professional CEOs or hired CEOs are different. You know, they're they're more likely to be loyal to results only, which has pros and cons. Um, yeah. But founder CEOs often have a lot more heart in it, and. When it's great people, it works well, but when it's the wrong person in a the job, they tend to take way too long and it costs the organizations dearly. Yeah. And themselves personally, because they end up backfilling the role themselves. Oh, yeah, boy, I can see that. Mm -hmm. See, in pro sports, the All coach right. can't play, right? The, po the coach can't yes. touch the ball. Yes. But, but in business, the, 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 the CEO can. And unfortunately, a lot of CEOs running around the field like chickens with their heads chopped off trying to fill the gap. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is a huge point. Okay, so how does someone figure out which of the 17 habits are most relevant for them? Well, that's a great question. They we have the book. I got <laughs> well, no, we got, you can self-assess in the book. We have an assessment online. It's at oxygenassessment.com oxygenassessment.com or just go to the website lawrenceandco.com and you'll find the assessment and you you just go through it asks you 17 questions it's a very simple assessment it gives you kind of a radar plot as an output and then from there you can decide and think about which of them really would make the biggest impact right now it's not the one you're lowest at right it's just the one that you think is holding you back at this moment 
and the assessment helps you to do that and then points you out resources uh, that, you know, we got some videos and other resources to help you with the how to part of it. That's really great. Mm -hmm. Okay. So talk to me about leaders learning to stop being chief problem solvers. <laughs> I think that they think that's their job. They do. The, 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 the lower performing ones absolutely do. The ones that don't grow absolutely do. Think about it this way. For a lot of people, we take a lot of pride in being able to answer people's questions. But the job of a leader is to build leaders, right? The job of a leader in a growing company is to make people autonomous, independent, strong on their own, so the leader can be freed up to work on the vision and the next things. But unfortunately, our egos love answering questions. <laughs> True, mine, mine, mine included. So the idea is just is, is to train your people to figure out their own problems so you're growing them mentally and growing their capability. And, the, and the, the, what I point people to is, you know, your people should be solving 90% of their own problems themselves. And most of them can. And if they can't, they shouldn't be in the job. And over a period of time is to wean them off of you so they can just come to you with recommendations or solutions and, and you're basically able to focus on what's next. That's a big, and that's a big place for a lot of leaders. And we, we assess leaders in our 360s on how much leverage or how much of the capability they're getting out of their people based on what their people say. Um, and, and the ones that are answering all the questions and deeply, deeply involved in all the decisions don't leverage the brains of their people a lot. And most high performers want their brains leveraged. They want autonomy and they want to make their own decisions. And, and the, the long-term impact of helping your people be problem solvers is so much greater than you. I mean, at some point, everyone hits their limit. And you really, you can't grow a business deeply or for longevity if people aren't able to problem solve in the moment. It's like raising kids. It, it's, it's identical to raising kids. You're right. And, and so one of the quotes I have in the book is if the leaders can't scale, the company won't grow. So we need these people to grow for us to grow. We need our children to grow up and become independent for society to evolve. It's no different than a business. And for right. people that are in the middle of it, it's, you know, for many people, it's easier said than done. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's so interesting. And, and is it, um, so I feel like what I'm hearing is it, it's hard for people to just take the time to stop. It's hard for them to realize that they should be doing self-care, that they should be empowering others, that, that that's, when they're actually doing their job well is when they are including all these other things so that they can be the visionaries and, and the, the big idea person. Yeah. And, I want to make a distinction there though. It's, it's yeah. you can do your job well and not take care of yourself and not empower your people. You can do your job very, very well, just not for long or not at a greater scale because all of those things work in the short term. They do. Yeah. It's just you yeah. can't grow and progress. And all I work with is growing companies. So that's the problem is that you can operate at a, you know, at less than your potential and do quite good, do quite well, sorry, quite well. 
you just won't grow or and you'll hit limits and that's why it's hard and in the middle of in the middle of it all it seems logical to self-sacrifice in the middle of it all when you're busy as heck it seems logical to answer all your people's questions and help them a lot it seems very logical but then that logic keeps you where you're at it makes it very difficult to move ahead okay okay i appreciate that thank you mm -hmm. Because once again, I mean, that's a decision. People they need to know this so that they know whatever they're doing is a decision they've made about growing or not. Yes, growing. Your, and some people don't want to grow or become more effective right. or take on more. And that's okay. But let's just make sure someone in a key role in a growing company isn't wired that way because that will hold them and then obviously the company back. Yeah. And most people do want to grow and do great things. And that's why the, <clears throat> the book is around awareness and tools because most people do want to be at their best and they do want to perform well and, and create more value. Yes, I would agree with that. I think they think they are by behaving the way they are, which is uh, why maybe, this is so valuable. Yes. They just, they don't have that higher level strategic view to see that whether why why it's so hard or why it's not working or in yeah. some cases they don't even realize it's not working they're just so busy and that's why our role as coaches and facilitators and teachers and trainers or mentors whatever you want is to help people see wait a second you know there's a better way yeah and 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 yeah it's not again it's not rocket science but it's awareness and insights that can help pull people into a better, a better direction. And unfortunately for a lot of these people, another, you know, another chapter in the book is called quadruple your IQ, which is, is getting advisors or advice from true experts who have been there and done that. And unfortunately a lot of people are not getting advice from that kind of source. Right. And, yeah. and that, that is, you gotta be so, careful who you listen to. Everyone's got an opinion. Your friends and family will have lots of opinions about what you should do as a high performer to make yourself better or fix your business. Um, unless your friends and family have been there and done exactly what you're doing in the same environment, usually they give you bad advice, although it's beautiful and supportive. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> they mean well. They do. <laughs> I know. A great heart. But, but, but being a yep. leader and the CEO of a, of a, of a growing company, it's, it's, it's not for the faint of heart and it's not yeah. for traditional logic. It's, it's very similar to being someone who decides to, to do the seven summits or at least summit Everest or, 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 or Denali or one of the big mountains. It's, yeah. it's um, traditional thinking is often very dangerous because these are not traditional people. Yeah, I think that is a great point. That 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 is this is so great. I love this information. I, I think it is so interesting um how business owners and leaders are motoring um in a way they think is probably best that it feels like is actually hurting them long term if they really want to grow. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So tell my listeners, if you would, please, how they can get the book, how they can find you, you know, what, what you got going on. Yep. 
Yeah, well, again, well, one of my, my favorite places for people to get it is Audible. I mean, I'm a big, the, one of the biggest audiobook fans you'll find in the world. I consume them like crazy. So you're one of your sponsors. Uh, Audible has it or, or Amazon if you want the, you can get Audible through Amazon or directly. Uh, and Amazon, um, you can order the book itself, your oxygen mask first. Uh, if you need bulk copies, lots of companies will buy it and share it with teams and have teams work through the different chapters on a weekly or monthly basis. If you want bulk copies or things like that, you can just contact us directly off the website. Um, there's also a workbook. A lot of people, there's a lot of exercises and thinking uh, questions in the book. And uh, if you're one of those people that, that feels bad about writing in a book, we also have a companion workbook that you can get. You can, yeah. And you can also download it off the website if you want a digital version. For those of you that just, either you want to do a digital form or you um, don't want to mess up your book. So we have right. that available for well for team, as well for teams that want to, uh, to do it. So that's, yeah, that's the best ways to get a hold of it. That's terrific. Thank you. I, seriously, and thank you so much for spending this time with me. I've, I've so enjoyed learning this, and it, it just gives me a different way of looking at this, which is so valuable. So That's the intent, and I love the questions. Your question, you had great questions. You know, the, the questions help set the tone for, for, a, for an awesome conversation about it. Oh, well, thank you. Um, and I want to thank the listeners because, you know, they're who we're doing this for, yeah. folks. Yeah. This is get the book, learn who you are and what you got going on, and then, you know, make some changes that are positive. Uh, and I'd like to thank our sponsor. To get a free trial of audible.com as well as a free audio book, go to audibletrial.com slash business growth to sign up. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so.